Hello and welcome to this episode of Fintech Focus TV, brought to you by Harrington Star, global leaders in financial technology recruitment. Head over to the Harrington Star website today, where you'll be able to download our brand new documentary, The Era of Convergence, which charts the merger of traditional and decentralized finance. You'll also be able to see our new magazine, The Financial Technologists, with the top 1% Workplace Awards. Enjoy the show, and we'll see you soon. Hello and welcome to another episode of Fintech Focus TV with me, Toby Babb. Today, I am absolutely delighted. We've had a great chat just before coming on air today to introduce you to Matt Sutica from OB Insurance. Matt, how are you? Hey, I'm doing great. Doing great. It's, uh, it's a beautiful day here in Florida. Absolutely. It looks like I can see it. You can see it's starting to stream in through the window. We're starting it's, it's, to get to a little bit of spring now. I'm trying to get that vitamin D. You know? <laughs> well, we've not had it too much over here for the, uh, for the last couple of months, but Slowly, slowly, we're starting to see a little bit of break in the clouds, so we won't be too far behind you, but I'm jealous. I'm jealous. Matt, we've been talking all things InsureTech beforehand today. I think it's a really interesting. A lot of the companies we've been in are very much in that capital markets, fintech sort of space. We've been talking a lot about open banking. InsureTech is something which has always fascinated me because I think it's a real opportunity and a space there where you've got an immense amount to, to grow. We were talking beforehand how I think it's lagged slightly in terms of other areas. And to me, when you see an industry that's lagged slightly, it means there's a massive spell of growth and opportunity and, and innovation that's due to come pretty pretty soon. And digital innovation seems to be very much at the core of that. You guys are very are very much at the core of the core. So I'm looking forward to unpacking all of that in, in a second. But before we get into it all, Matt, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and OB as well? Yeah, absolutely. So I am an ultimate insurance guy. I have gone through the captive, independent, and now in the insured tech space with OB. So I was the resident insurance guy when uh, Aaron and Ryan and myself all started working on this journey a few years back. And me personally, real quick, uh, just because I, I just got to name drop my 18-month-old uh, son because uh, he's my favorite thing right now. Uh, so, but I'll, <laughs> I'll just do that and move back to the fun stuff. But you know what, OB, yeah, we've been around. Uh, we're really trying to do a few unique things. Not only, you know, be an insured tech company and provide what a lot of the rest of the insured tech companies provide, which we can dive into, but you know, we're trying to bring opportunity to our niche of the the rental space for the landlord space. We're trying to go into what I'll you'll hear me call it sure tech 3.0, which is a, you know delivery insurance where customers are already at. And you know, in the last piece, you know, we are trying to you know enhance the tools that you see. As you alluded to, we are one of the industries that's been kind of last to get the tech or last to get the people interested in, which is always been crazy to me as the insurance guy, because I love the industry, but, you know, we are starting to provide some tools, not only to individual brokers, but, you know, the space in general. So we got a lot on our plates and I feel like uh, we have our normal business model, but we're also, you know, kind of a pioneer for the insured tech and just overall insurance space. You talked to me about the journey just there and said, you've been on this journey for a little while. Talk to me about when you started. Uh, and how it's going and, what, and, and how you've grown over that, that time. Absolutely. Yeah. So we started at the most ideal time. It was April of 2020. <laughs> um, now, my partners and I started, or the, my, my two business partners, Aaron and Ryan, they started OB about a year or two before then. They went through a an incubation uh, thing here called the Y Combinator. Uh, it's like an uh, incubator, right? There you go out and you know pitch your idea and they help you grow it and you know get some seed money, stuff like that. So 
that was, I believe, in summer of 19. That's when really things picked up. They went through there. That's when they decided that we were going to be an insured tech for the real estate space or the most specifically the one to four unit rental space. Uh, at the time, I was built and was working on a an insurance brokerage for a, a big real estate company called Century 21. And Aaron and I and Ryan were you know partners. We were working together. And ultimately, I decided to make the jump there in the spring to come on to OB full time and kind of help grow. And then from there, we, I brought over a team of maybe seven or eight and, you know, now flash forward, I think we just crossed the hundred employee mark. So wow. grown pretty quickly, um, yeah, you know, over that time, which is great. Um, we've been lucky to get through a couple uh, funding rounds. You know, there's been good interest there from the VC side, which is always nice. You got to pay the the bills and the lights and to keep this all going. So that's been good. And in you know what? I, I love. Yes, I, I'm just going to jump in. Jump in very quickly. Yeah, yeah. I always love. I always love it when people like you have been on that journey. Say we're lucky to get some funding, because <laughs> uh, because I never believe that luck luck is a part of that sort of thing. I don't think VCs that sort of luckily throw throw cash at people or angels or anyone in that sort of case. Oh, yeah. Do it. There's usually a, a mixture of, of a really cracking idea, a lot of hard work, and a great team that's put in place place there. So. Uh, I'll let, I'll let you be humble, but um, I'll take the bit there where I say there's probably something that's uh, that's behind all of that. I I appreciate that. It, it's easy for me to be humble for a couple of reasons. One, it's it's behind us, and you know, and that's naturally my personality. But two, full credit goes to Aaron and Ryan, who actually went through the coffee meetings, grind business. Like they really, I I got to like get the call at the end, like hey, we have a couple offer. You know, what do we want? Like you know, I got to be on that side. They those two really were the guys who get all the credit for as it relates to our, our VC and stuff like that. And, you know, me and the team, of course, hopefully help them uh, put together a better uh, business plan to present and things like that. But ultimately, those guys were the grinders. So easy for me to say uh, lucky or it was it wasn't that bad because I didn't have to do all the, the stand on the shoulders of the giants, VC right? calls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. But yeah, no. Uh, so yeah, so lucky, you know, hum, you know, happy, whatever to be, you know, a good company. We also are doing good with our business model, right? Like, you know, we have the VC funding to kind of put some gasoline into it, but also we have a a really good business model going that is bringing in clients and partnering with other companies that brings in business. And, you know, we have good employees and I call them the tech team, but I think it's product and engineering would be the more fancy term for it. And that's what, but, yeah, don't let pay you say. <laughs> yeah, you know, PE and all that, you know, but I call them the, the tech team is phenomenal. They've been building great stuff for us. You know, everything's from scratch. And yeah, it's just been a really exciting journey to, you know, get to where we're at today because our vision when we were sitting down, you know, Aaron and Ryan had an awesome vision for what they wanted to do in insure tech and space. And I was pounding the table that this was the perfect niche from what I've seen from like helping other insure tech companies and being around that this was the perfect combination. We need more tech in the space. And then this rental space is, is the ticket. It is just an awesome space. So it's really cool to flash forward now, I guess, yeah, three years, you know, to the day here, right. To actually see everything playing out the the way we, we wanted. And there's been some roadblocks along the way. There's also been some successes that we didn't expect to, right. But ultimately we have a, a well-funded, good employees, I think great product good partners and yeah we're just still at the tip of the iceberg as far as the opportunity i always love hearing that that sort of stuff i love hearing you know i've been really fortunate to sort of sit here and hear great businesses who, who strives over a really difficult period for, for numerous different reasons over the last couple of years it always energizes me speaking to cool people doing cool things and i think 
yeah, when we when we talk there about you know, jokingly about the VCs and then the, you know putting money behind the right things, a lot a lot of it is always about size and scale of marketplace and need and necessity. So you spoke a little bit earlier on about the concept of uh, InsureTech 3.0. Talk to us about the journey from InsureTech to InsureTech 2.0 to 3.0 and where, where it's heading and what the size and scale of that opportunity and what that vision looks like to you. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so it started out with, I guess, non-InsureTech, right? Which was, hey, your shingle, build an office, you know, in the town square or the, you know, the, the city or whatever. And people came to you or maybe they... They, they, they called you on the, on the, on the telephone, you know, things like that. Then the first insured tech 1.0 actually that I give credit to is like the progressives and the Geico's who started to do the call center 15 minutes, save 10%. You know, that was the first insured tech 1.0 that doesn't a lot of times get the recognition, but they were the first ones to start using the tech we had at the time, which was call centers and, you know, phone and TV advertisement, mailers. That sounds really old school now, but at the time, that's what made them build some pretty nice businesses, right? And be a thorn in the side to the industry for those who were still just hanging the shingle and hoping people would would come. And, you know, so you can see the disruption, right? Every time we go to a next level, there's disruption, which is good. SureTech 2.0 is who I call our forefathers, which is like the Lemonade, Hippo, Openly, Clear Cover, Root. The first ones to be considered a, an insured tech, right? Where they came in and they were driving for market share. They were acquiring through, you know, Google and, you know, spending money and, and, and really providing this direct to consumer product. And then the two and a half was when they realized that profits matter, loss ratio matter. And oh, by the way, let's not pick the IA channel. They actually could be good partners. And, you know, and, and I'm hard on them now, but I, I actually love all those companies. I'm a big fan of just the, every insurance company. They realized that like, hey, what I've always realized is that InsureTech is here to provide technology, tools, and a better ability for the end consumer to eventually get insurance. You don't necessarily have to kick players out or take away. You can actually enhance or partner or strengthen people who already have these clients. So you started to see that in the two and a half mark, the InsureTech 2.5. And then ultimately the 3.0, which I'm passionate about and where we really started was providing insurance where clients are already at. You imagine going into your Amazon account today and on the right-hand side, it just says, hey, Matt, click here to bind a homeowner's quote. We already have all the data on your house because we've seen you ship packages there for you know, the last 10 years, we know that's your primary residence or, or we assume it is. And uh, we've used data to pull all the year built and all the other stuff because it's available. And we have, I don't know, hippo quote or, you know, or, let, you know, whoever the carrier is, right. And uh, click here to buy, right. And so now why do people go to Amazon? You know, I go to Amazon to order my toothpaste, not that I can't stop at the store on the way home, but it's just, it's efficient. I'm already maybe on Amazon to order supplies. Why not just do it all, right? And so I think that's the InsureTech 3.0 as being where people are. Yeah. So for us specifically, we're using the term embedded, like we're embedding our insurance products into, you know, prop tech companies, lenders, anywhere that our end user client is already visiting on a daily basis, their bank, you know, their property manager, the way that they acquire a property, maybe where they store their property, various things, you know, heck, we might put it in where they, you know, they go to pay their lawn bill for their, all their, their properties and be on the right hand side. But ultimately, if we can make it one step easier for the client to obtain insurance, use data so they don't have to spend a lot of time to 
give you info that half their clients would probably just go to Google and look up on their own properties because they might not have the year built and all this stuff memorized anyways, right? So let's pull it for them, let's provide it where they're already at. And we're not then trying to do what InsureTech 1.0 did, which was like saving money. We're trying to create opportunity costs. We're trying to give you time back. So ultimately, if you're already in your prop tech system, you can have an insurance product with us like that because it's digital. Otherwise, you got to go call a broker. You got to go maybe fill out a form. You do this. That might take hours, days to get that quote and turned around or whatever. Even if you save $50 compared to what we're offering, you know, if, right, what's the opportunity cost of that? Your time, energy, you know, like the whole nine, right? So that's what we're really mm -hmm. concentrating on is we're wanting to save people money through saving people time, creating efficiencies, mm -hmm. and really just meeting the consumer where they're already going every day. And that to me is where InsureTech 3.0 is. And if we talk in a year, I'll probably have a 4.0 for you because I'm always thinking about maybe what the next thing is. But right now, I think that's a pretty hot pretty hot item. And even like the AI kind of falls into that eventually as AI gets that, you know, that's probably another wormhole, but AI and a collection of data would just probably fit into this 3.0 or 3.5. I think well. it's really interesting, isn't it? The sort of point owing of everything. So I've got a, another business called Search 5.0, which is based on the whole concepts of Industry 5.0. So, you know, as we've seen, as we've seen industry evolve, industry 5.0 is now all about this sort of this merge of man and machine. And we were speaking about this earlier on, because I think this is something which is really interesting. There's a lot of fear around AI. And I think that, you know, if you, if you read the wrong sort of press, you're going to be looking at it and saying, you know, the, the machines are coming for our jobs. You watch the wrong sort of films and all of a sudden you've got Terminators coming, coming in there and, and battling Absolutely. mankind and, and fighting for our future. But I think the really interesting part of Industry 5.0 for us is about making human-centered workplaces. And I think if you're looking at where InsureTech 3.0 comes from and where essentially where it's heading, it's about looking at these sort of things and saying, right, this is, a, and, and you said this, so I'm stealing this directly from you before we came on air, which is what you talked about, enhancing, not replacing. And I love that because mm -hmm. that to me is what is what great tech is all about. So when you're talking about, and, and I'm piecing together why, why VCs invest in various different companies, I speak to a lot of VC companies who work closely with a lot of VC companies, you can imagine, uh, in the day job. But I think what they, what they talk about is saying, right, is there something here that, that removes friction from a marketplace? Is something which people need? Is something there, there which increases efficiency, reduces cost? And we were talking beforehand about the whole digital revolution, the, the, you know, the concept of the smartphone, how instant gratification of just needing everything where it is at the touch of a button near to you making it as, as friction free as i say before to uh, you know and available to the consumer that's where everyone wants to be right and when you're when you're talking about this sort of lagging legacy industry which insurance has been to have something like what you're doing into it to make it you know as user friendly as you say is ordering your toothpaste on amazon that's a super exciting bit which enhances people's lives which makes it investable but also it makes it super usable for, for, a, for an area where you're saying right where is the growth in the space and you spoke about that before as well as is it being a marketplace and a niche which has got scale but also got got need behind it and i find that really really exciting talk to me about the journey about how that all came together yeah so really how it came was i'm going to give credit to amazon right like um i've been a beaten down broker. I've been a, 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 you know, in a good shape broker. And what I mean by that is in the insurance space, Progressive and Geico, what they did was make it all about money, right? Mm -hmm. Like saving, 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 savings. And so I wanted to build a company to do what Amazon did and not make it about money. When I buy on Amazon, I probably buy 
maybe always top cost. I don't even know. Like mm-hmm. I, when I buy that toothpaste at three dollars, I don't know if it's actually a dollar in the store. I never go. Right. Yeah. It's not worth it to me to find out. Right. Like <laughs> be frank. And so I'm like, how can I? How can we re-message the industry? Right. Like so we're trying to do a simple business, but also like there's some re-messaging. Like Progressive and Geico tried to do a simple business, right? Auto insurance, but they also re-messaged the whole industry that it was about time and savings. And for me, you know, we're trying to re-message. So that's how we built the company was in this idea that Amazon, because they're providing something that you can forget about price for a second, you can concentrate on like, does it enhance my day? Does it save me time? Is it super easy, right? Like it's so easy searching where I can just like, you know, I think about, I want something right now. I search it, I click it and, it, and I can buy it. It's got my address built into it. My credit card's already there. Imagine how less people would use Amazon if you didn't have credit cards stored, addresses stored, things like that, even where you had to like call someone at the end of the transaction to actually like take your car over the phone, you wouldn't use it, right? Mm-hmm. And so we happened to pick the rental space because we thought it had a lot of upside and we could really be a great partner and their need to a capacity. But you know, why we got it in the insure tech space was that is that we felt we could kind of remessage a lot. And that was really our driving factor, to be honest, to be, you know, what Amazon's been is a game-changing disruptor to distribution, to how people get their insurance and and be very helpful, right? I think a lot of people would say that Amazon helps them. I very rarely see that people, or actually I never hear someone's like, you know what, I hate Amazon because they make things so easy to buy something, right? Like, like it doesn't make sense. <laughs> and we want that with the insurance. I, I want it to be like, I love OB or I love insured tech or I love obtaining these policies because now when I go to my broker, I can just go to their website and digitally get a policy through OB or through my prop tech, I can just get a policy at 3 a.m. because I have a W-2 job. So I can't do my rentals during the day. I got to be an engineer, but at night when everybody's closed, I can access a policy. So that's really what we're streaming for is to, you know, meet people where they're at, help them and really change the the mindset of the industry, which has been a very savings price driven thing, but all at the cost of your time. Like for mm-hmm. the last 15 years, people have been saving a lot of money, but it hasn't been just in 15 or 10 minutes. It's been in hours, days and years of their time. And and that's more valuable as anybody listening to this will know than to save a hundred bucks, right? If I can yeah. give you an hour back, you know, who doesn't think that their time's worth, their hour's worth a hundred bucks. I'll tell you right now, hour with my kid, you couldn't price that, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, and that's why I do Amazon. And that's why I hope people come to the insured tech, come to OB, et cetera. You'll never hear me like, come to OB, you can save money. They'll never come out of my mouth. No, I used yeah. to in my state farm days. Because that's, you know, that was the thing, but not anymore. Yeah. I think that's so important to say, isn't it? Because it's what we're looking for. And, and I think the whole construct of time has changed a lot as well. People doing things at times which suit them as opposed to the classic nine till five. And if you yeah, you can't knock on a door or, or pick up and have a phone picked up during office hours when you're working traditionally over that sort of period, it's a hassle. It's, diffi- it's difficult, right? And to be able to say, look, I can do this on my terms and get answers at that sort of stage. This is about enhancing and then still having the opportunities. When we talked about the replace bit, enhancing, not replace, the not replace bit is you still want to have that thing. We were talking beforehand about relationships, right? The importance of building relationships and doing business with people face to face and over the phone and and invoice as opposed to just through bots. 
But the whole concept of there is, is how can you make that process get rid of all of the unnecessary fat in before it? How can you make it as convenient for me as possible to do it? Is with, you know, Google's another classic example alongside Amazon. I love the whole concept of how they, they constantly trying to find as few clicks and as few words as possible on the homepage. So it makes it as easy as possible for you to do, yeah, to, to find whatever you want to do in the world. And I often think back to that about when I was growing up about, you know, you wanted to find an answer. You're in the encyclopedia and trying to work out what's what and where and, and not having the access to the same sort of thing. Yeah. It blows my mind about how easy it is for the kids these days to be able to do that. That's the one that's about the older. You had to call the version of Google then, which was like, call your parents. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. or ask the neighbor, exactly. right? Like, how did they was, get that? Was Google? Huh? They get my mom still <laughs> thinks she is Google, and it's good <laughs> yeah, as Google. Yeah. But that's another story. Yeah, especially with net doctors, they know, they know a lot around all oh, that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, <laughs> So look, let's um let's let's talk a little bit um, about OB itself. So it's it's been a cracking journey that you speak about so far. You know, in a relatively short space of time, you started to make an impact on our industry. You've had people back it, which is, I think is always the great validation. It's not just you thinking we've got that we're on something, but it's other people who are ready to put their money, time, and trust into that, that same thing as well. You've gone, gone through a, um, a pandemic. I know Florida sort of was almost immune to it, but uh, <laughs> various different stages. But you've gone through a pandemic there, which slowed a lot of businesses down. But also, it was a, a time which I think poured, to use your analogy earlier on, poured gasoline on digital transformation at that sort of, that sort of stage, which was an accelerator to everyone. We're now in a different time with different challenges. And whilst, you know, we're not the same sort of threats that the pandemic were brought to us, there's a lot of volatility out there in the economy and, and uh, you know, in tech itself, you know, with, with uh, everything that's been happening recently, there's challenges that, that sort of approach people. Tell us how you navigate that and what's next for OB. Continued rise and rise, continued growth. Yeah. You know, I think next for us is just to, you know, continue to, you know, enhance our products. We are in the stage right now of getting a lot of consumer information, independent brokers right now. We just launched with them. So we're, you know, we're going to get some data there. And then ultimately, I think for us, you know, we're started with four units. I think there's a lot that we can do to expand unit count, capacity, opportunity. Ultimately, people that are clients of ours are needing other products from umbrella to various other products that they're going to run into in the insurance space. And then, you know, just like Amazon had web services, I'm giving them a lot of credit today. Like we're really trying to concentrate on being that within this, in the spaces, right. As a disruption overall, we started with rentals, but maybe that's our books one day. Right. And ultimately like who knows, but right now we're really concentrating on the books. We're really concentrating on you know, building that identity and just providing a great product to our partners, a great product that our IA channel can distribute to their clients. And again, I think, yeah, next time we talk, I'll probably have the 4.0 for you. But right now that's, that's, that's the thick of it. That's the way that we're in the heat of really, you know, making a lot of the things I talked about on here actually happen, you know, yeah. uh, which is great. Sounds fantastic and great fun as well. So There'll be a lot of people watching this who are interested, want to find out a little bit more, want to unpack the uh, the OB story. What's the best way for them to get in touch with you? Yep. The easiest way is probably through any social media, minus not on the TikTok, uh, you know, but <laughs> any other yet, social media. If you look at my name, I'm the only Matthew Sudica that I've ever met. So uh, <laughs> pretty easy to find. That's sometimes good, sometimes bad, but yes, there. <laughs> You can go to obinsurance.com and, you know, from one of those two places, you're able to email me, text me, you know, what's it called? Slide into the, the DMs, you know, whatever you want to, <laughs> whatever you want to do. I'm pretty happy. I'll, I'll respond to you pretty quickly on any of those. Everything's on a cell phone with a notification now. So 
no, that's right. Right. All to someone in a hundred different ways. We didn't even go into like WhatsApp and all these other things that are av- available. I, I just want to see you on TikTok now. Give you give your kid a couple of more years, I'm not, and, uh, and I'm sure I'm, I'm sure no, you'll be my, on there. <laughs> my wife, my wife loves it. I just, you know, I have my mainstays. I'm like a LinkedIn, Facebook, like old school guy. You know, my <laughs> wife is like Instagram, TikTok, because she's like hip and cool. But, you know, us old insurance guys, we just, we stick to our, our Facebook and LinkedIn. So, you know. Well, I'm looking, uh, I'm looking forward to Susie 3, 3.0 coming in the not too distant I know, future. I know. With, <laughs> with, the, with the TikToks, I'm going to be right in your news oh feed here shortly. <laughs> Listen, it's been absolutely fantastic talking to you. I love hearing, as I said before, about great businesses doing cool things. And uh, you're right up there in that category. Keep up the great work. And thanks for coming on the show. I've been Toby. You've been Obi. It's been great talking to you today. And thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. And thank you all for watching. We will see you soon on another episode of FinTech Focus TV. Thanks a lot. Very well done, mate. Yeah, plus like you've been you've been Obi, I've been Toby, or I've been you're like just like, what a that. perfect ride, right? Like I like that. I was that. like, that is I like that. I was like, that is that is good. If you just, you know, that, that is that I is nice. You're gonna need to drop that mic.